as I did last Sabbath, I want to also do again this Sabbath. Take your bulletin, pull it out. We are not going to have a closing hymn, but in a sense we are. Right at the end of my sermon, or very shortly, well, close to the end of the sermon, there will be a, a song, and then I'll say a few words, and then I'll pray and exit. And then Judy will go up and, Doris, excuse me, Doris will go up and uh, play the prelude or the postlude, and you'll make your way to the end or to the outside or exit or whatever you do. (laughs) Just stop talking. (laughs) 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 Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Good morning to you. We have spent some moments this week together discussing this sermon and the material provided. I thank you for your guidance. This morning, each of us have spent a moment in communion with you, learning at your feet as Mary did, going out and serving as Martha did. We thank you for that today. In a sense, as we sit together today, we are enjoying dessert of the week, kind of icing on the cake that you have built for us. Through the week we've been sitting at your feet eating. I pray today as we have come together that you continue to guide. I, I pray that you continue to direct your speaker. May the words that I share be words to uplift and direct and guide and encourage each of us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Norma did not talk today about motorcycles. She did not talk about jet skis or any of the other things that Sean mentioned. But today I'm going to talk about rock climbing. I heard the list that you had shared and one of them was rock climbing and so I said perfect. I get to talk about rock climbing. (laughs) I want to talk to you today about a statistic, some statistics about a national, a national park. According to 2018 statistics, this national park has a large landmass. It's about one it's about, excuse me, 748,438 acres. 
designated wilderness in this national park is 704,624 acres. The park visitors for 2018 was just over 4 million. 75% of visitors were U.S. residents. 62% of those were from uh, California. Excuse me, 25% of the visitors were international visitors. Of those, 14% were from the United Kingdom, 13% from Germany, and small portions from 31 other countries. 87% of respondents have visited this national park at least once in the last 12 months. Paved roads, 214 miles. Paved walking and bicycle paths, 20 miles. And trails on this national park, 800 miles. What park am I? Yosemite, a lot of people knew right away. In this park, there are mountains. What is the name of this mountain? El Capitan, yes, according to Wikipedia, El Capitan, also known as El Cap, is a vertical rock formation in Yosemite National Park located on the north side of Yosemite Valley near its western end. The granite monolith is about 3,000 feet from base to summit along its tallest face. The top of El Cap can be reached by hiking out of Yosemite Valley on a trail next to Yosemite Falls, then proceeding west. For climbers, the challenge to climb up, to, up the uh, sheer granite face is daunting. There are many named climbing routes. All of those arduous include Iron Hawk, and Sea of Dreams. The speed climbing for El Cap has changed several times over the years. You look at this mountain, fairly significant structure, isn't it? How quick do you think it takes someone to climb this El Capitan. Put Google away, don't cheat. Okay. Excuse me? Oh, good guess. Close. <laughs> Close. 3,000 feet. The sub two hours. This is under two hours to climb this from base to top is a current record. Current record is one hour, 58 minutes, seven seconds. And it was set June 6, 2018 by Alex Honnold and Tommy Caldwell after two other record-breaking climbs of the... Uh, in, in other mountains or other peaks days before. It's interesting as I look at this story, 
I watched a video called Free Solo. Maybe you've heard of this, this video. On June 3, 2017, Alex Honnold completed the first, the first free solo climb of Al Cap. Any idea what a free solo is? No, <laughs> complete insanity, right? No ropes. It's one thing to climb that, ma- that, that, that sheer rock face with ropes, right? It's one thing. But um, he went up without ropes, without any protective equipment, just him and a, a little bag of chalk. He ascended this free rider line in three hours and 56 minutes. Did you? (laughs) I'm not sure you heard that. So the record with gear is one hour and 58 minutes, seven seconds. The record, well, he climbed it in three hours, 56 minutes, without gear. Can you wrap your mind around that? For me, it is a completely impossible perspective. He began his climb at 5.32 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and reached the peak at 9.28 in the morning. The climb was filmed for the 2018 documentary called Free Solo. It's a a fascinating movie. The feat that he engaged in, to me, seems impossible. Have you endeavored to accomplish something that seemed impossible? Maybe today, are you looking at tasks that you're facing that seem impossible? Are you struggling with something? Are you struggling against something that looks as high as El Capitan? His beginning here on earth was also considered impossible. Turning your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, and we will spend all our time here this morning. Luke chapter 1, and I will begin reading 34. If you're there, I would invite you to say amen as soon as you get there. Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 34. Luke Luke chapter 1. I'll start reading 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? What is leading up to this story? How can this be? There was news shared with Mary. What is the news? She was going to have a child. 
Yeah, how can this be, she said. The angel just shared with her, you're going to have a child. And she responds, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, after the angel told Mary that she would conceive Jesus, she asked him, how can this happen? I'm, I'm a virgin. I've not been with a man. Mary did, I believe, what comes naturally. When we can't see how things are going to work out. It's easy for us to look at the situation and say, how can this be? It doesn't make sense. She answered how something that seemed impossible could be, could be possible. How can this be? God, God adds to this, this story another impossibility. Keep reading in Luke chapter 1, I will pick up with 36. It says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who has been called barren. It reminds me of stories in the Old Testament, specifically one story in the Old Testament of where God brings possible out of impossible. I think of Sarah brings possible out of the impossible. A lot of examples in the Old Testament where we can see the impossible. We can see things that just does not make sense. There's no way that these people will be able to get out of this situation. God takes the impossible and turns it to possible. We're told in the Bible, with God all things are possible. Without God, all things are impossible. Picking up with 37, for with God nothing will be impossible. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hillside of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the, the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped with her, within her, this barren lady. Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a, great, a, a, a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of the Lord should visit me? 
When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Impossible made possible. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he, what he said. Despite her amazement and questioning, despite her question above her head, despite the questions in her mind, I imagine, swirling around, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Any contribution that Mary made? No, it was contributed and brought forth by God Himself. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible for God. Are you having a difficult time seeing God work in impossible situations? Jesus started in impossible situations. Jesus, I believe God works best in impossible situations. In a season like Christmas, it can be difficult to see how God is working in our, in our impossible situations. What happened to Mary seemed impossible. Something powerful, I believe, happens when we trust God enough to not only hear what he has said, but then to believe it. It's one thing to hear what God is saying, but it's something additional to believe it. If you trust what God says is true, and that his plan for you will lead to the very possible, the best possible outcome, that kind of trust brings peace and blessing. After Mary encountered the angel and submitted to God's plan for her life, she visited her cousin Elizabeth, who was also miraculously pregnant. After experiencing infertility for years, when Elizabeth heard Mary's incredible news, she was filled with the Holy Spirit and declared, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise in her. Mary believed God. Mary believed God when he said she would give birth to the long-awaited Messiah. And he blessed her with peace when she could have been filled full of anxiety. She was confident that the birth of the Savior was for the world. Her Savior would be worth any trial she could face along the way. Mary trusted God's plan and moved forward, believing His promises 
would be fulfilled in her. What has God spoken over your life that, that you need to believe today? I would encourage you, trust His plan. Receive His peace, knowing He knows best. And look forward to the blessing to come. As we draw closer to Christmas, think about the incredible result of Mary's belief. The Son of God was born. It was the night before Christmas, a long time ago. A hillside was peaceful, the moon was all aglow. The world couldn't know from what happened before that men would remember this night evermore. The sheep on the hillside, their day's journey over, were dreaming sweet dreams of a field full of clover. The shepherds were watching while guarding their flock. The earth was their pillow, the stars were their clock. Then all of a sudden they jumped at the sight and the sky all ablaze with a heavenly light. They huddled in fear, then they gazed to rise. They started to rise as the lightning-like flash tore open the sky. The, the heavens were split by the silvery ray. The dark disappeared and the night became day. And lo, at the end of the rainbow of light appeared then an angel to banish their, fr their fright. The angel brought news of a birth in a manger, a babe them to, uh, he, excuse me, and he bade them to hasten to welcome the stranger, for Mary had just given birth to a boy whose coming would bring so much comfort and joy. A choir of angels looked down from the sky, and heavenly voices were heard from on high, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. The Savior has come on this night. Amen. The heavenly angels then faded from sight. The sky once again turned from day back to night. The shepherds all quietly rose from the ground and hurried to go where the child would be found. As they reached Bethlehem and the inn was in sight, from the barn came a trickle of half-hidden light. It led like a path to a soft little bed and shone very tenderly on a child's little head. The child in the manger was sleeping so sound, his eyes were still closed as the shepherds stood round. From that instant of grace on that night Long ago, thousands of years would be warmed by that glow. Guided by light from a bright, shining star, came a pilgrimage led by of three kings from afar. They were dressed in the finest of satins and lace. Their complexions were that of an orient race. The three wealthy kings were wise men and proud, but they went to the Christ child and solemnly bowed. 
they came bearing treasures of incense and gold to that sweet little child, still not very old. The sky and the the star in the sky twinkled down from above. The world was awakened to kindness and love. The past was forgotten. The future was bright. The reason for Christmas was born to that night. I would invite you to listen to the words. I'm going to play a song by Josh Groban in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. If you would listen to the words and think about what Jesus did a long time ago for you and for me right now.
Brothers and sisters, while you're planning gifts for one another, I would like to remind you of our, of our Heavenly Father. I would like to remind you of our brother, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Life. He gave all to bring salvation within our reach. He suffered even unto death that he might give us eternal life. It is through Christ that we receive every blessing. Shall not our heavenly benefactor share in the tokens of our gratitude and love? Come, brother. Come, sister. Come with your children, even the babes in your arms, and bring your offerings to God as you are able. Make melody to Him in your hearts, and let His praise be upon your lips. Let us rejoice that our Savior lives to make intercession for us in the presence of God. Let us, upon the coming Christmas and this New Year's festivals, not only make an offering to God as our, of our means, but give of ourselves unreservedly to Him a living sacrifice. Let's pray. Father, as I focus on the blessing of Jesus' birth, let us grow in our trust and the belief in your promises. I know your plan for our lives leads to the best possible outcome. Help us identify any areas of unbelief in our life and give us faith that, that you are working in ways we cannot see. We choose, we choose to trust you today.